Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, thank you so much for listening this year. This has been a crazy year, but in my podcast life, it's been extraordinary. This has been such an incredible outlet for me. I love doing this. It's so funny that you all, I could be talking to the prime minister and you will be more interested in what I have to say about kale or Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina, which makes me love you even more. The nonsense, the rants have been a huge hit. And I guess this is really the only place that anyone's getting my random and ridiculous irreverent thoughts. So I share them with you. This conversation is tailored to you and our intimate, important discussions on everything from the state of the world to Broccoli Rob. So I appreciate you, and I hope you have a happy, happy holiday. I hope you have a fruitful uh, and wonderful new year, and I'm so grateful because you have helped me to make something so important to me so successful. So thank you for that gift. It's the greatest gift anyone could give me. Why, when did everyone have to like give us their like religious beliefs in, in, in the end of a goddamn email? Like with patience and dignity, with love and harmony, with Christ and hugs. Like, I, I don't understand. Every time someone said like now an email, when someone signs out warmth with patience, kindness, with goodness and empathy, like what is going on? Am I at some sort of touchy-feely, culty love seminar, it's okay. Like, I'm good with sincerely, best. I'm good with just sign your name. I, 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 like, I don't think it's always that sincere either. Sincerely. So let me get this straight. Are there ones that you send out that don't have sincerely on it? Because by definition, every single person has not been sincere in everything they've ever said. So then it should either be like an understood sincerely that just every email just. It should be like that one at the bottom of the Apple thing. You're like sent from my iPhone. So I might have some fucked up typos and grammatical errors. It should just be like 
I'm going to now say God bless you once because you've been sneezing multiple times. So this just counts like these emails that I send out are sincere. If you say sincerely, are we supposed to be like, hmm, I don't say I mean, when people say. Trust me. You know, I, I don't then maybe you don't trust them. So I just sincerely is not necessary. Best. What is that? That's the best to me. You're sending me the best to me. A lot of people have sent me emails that are not wishing me the best. I could just tell you that right now. So I'd like to get some authentic endings. Warmth. Okay. What does that mean? What, what does that even mean? And what does it have to do with business? Warmth. And then with, I've had with patience, smile away. What? Why don't you go fuck yourself? That sounds creepy and weird, okay? Smile away. Smile away when I'm laughing at this signature. I'm looking away. I'm smiling. What does that even mean? Smile away. With respect. Okay. Do you think about that every single time? It was respectful? Because I could tell you I send emails and they're not necessarily always with respect. Sometimes they're with disrespect. Sometimes I don't, I don't respect every single person I send an email to. I could tell you that. Be kind. Oh, okay. I guess this is now a public service announcement. The more you know. Be kind. Why don't we just, I think we should just signing out, start signing out like Rosé all day. Hit them straight. It's raining cats and dogs. Like, okay, be kind. All right. I'm pregnant. I mean, just start saying whatever you fucking want to say. You know, with, with anger and frustration. Right? There are many emails you send that you're frustrated with anger and frustration. Or start combining them with respect and frustration. Onwards and upward. What? How do you fucking know? We are? It's okay. Jesus Christ. Onwards and upwards. I was enjoying being in a bad mood. I, you know, have PMS, menopause. I don't know that it's onward and upward today. I have hot flashes. I don't feel good. I, you know, we're in a pandemic. I don't know. With respect. With dignity, love, accuracy, spell check, and contempt. Today I'm talking with DJ Pierce, a.k.a. the fabulous Shangela. For your career... What has been the rose and the thorn, the high and the low? Um, I would say that, let me start with the thorn. The thorn, I think, was the time that I broke my leg on stage. That was a really rough point. A yeah, girl, I was on stage. I was doing a, a move that I taught to the children on Dance Moms called the Death Drop. Okay, I was doing the move. And I was on stage. Halloween is New York City. I was at this club near downtown. And I... Went up, came down, broke the tibia and fibula bones, snapped them out the side Shit. of the leg. They didn't come through the pantyhose because, you know, I wear support hose. Oh. But I saw the triangle and I laid there. No. I continued to, you know, do the oh number. My the crowd God. Went, yeah. And I was like, oh, and then when I tried to get up, I was like, oh, this is not good. They had to roll a gurney through the club because, you know, New York didn't handle back entrance. It's through the dance floor and they rolled me out on Halloween and people were taking selfies. And I was like, hallelujah, I'll be back. But I spent three weeks in Lenox Hill Hospital. Thank God, Bethany, I'm going to tell you, because, you know, I didn't grow up with no money. So I, we didn't have insurance, but I did. I just qualified that October 1st for SAG oh, insurance, Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO. Oh, and I never broke anything before. And this and right on October 31st, I did that leg. So they took me to Lenox Hill. Hallelujah. Great doctors. I stayed there while they reset the leg. The swelling had to go down. And I remember thinking, what have I done and what am I going to do? I'm a dragon singer. I perform. I'm a state. I'm on tour. I've got all these tours booked. This is my bread and butter in this moment. And now, you know, now here I am laid up in a hospital with one leg. But I pushed through the physical therapy. I pushed through. I set a date for myself. I went back on tour in March of the next year. The doctor said, no, you can't go till August. I was like, baby, I'll go in flat boots. And I did. Went to Australia, performed, went, had wheelchairs through the airport, and then would get on stage and do my Shangela numbers. And that helped me to overcome that the fear of being back on stage and performing, but also getting back to what I loved. So that was a, a thorn, but it, it pushed me 
to, to so get is back. your thorn and rose the same thing? Well, I would really say my rose, and there have been hot moments. I mean, I got to perform Beyonce for Beyonce, okay? Stop. At the GLAAD Awards 2018 or 19. That's insane. Yes, ma'am. Beyonce insane. had to approve it, which I'm so grateful she did. She's like icon. She was the first number I ever performed. I performed you single You got lady. to perform Beyonce for Beyonce. That's money. Y'all, whoever's on this, y'all give Bethany a link to Shangela YouTube 100%. Beyonce. Yes. And when I tell you she, at the end, she and Jay-Z both gave me a standing ovation. Stop. Afterwards, she asked to meet me back Stop. in one of the rooms. So I get oh, to go shit. in there dressed as Beyonce and as Shangela as Beyonce. And, and I went and she was just like, you were so good. And I was oh, like, that's my she was rose like, now. I could tell you were in it because, you know, I can see your face, you know. And I was like, thank you because I, you are so in it. I, I wanted to honor you with this number. And thank you so I did a whole nine minute medley. They told me I had one song. Baby, I did eight. Holy <laughs> shit. You must have been so nervous. I, you know what, people? I wasn't nervous until everyone kept coming up to me right before I was going on going, Beyonce, she came out. She's sitting out there in the audience now. Like, she came out to watch your performance. Whole... And I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. Right. But it was awesome. Back in the land of douchebaggery, I want to talk about where food has gone what it has become. And how this conversation started was because Sarah, who works with me, she also has never seen like a tableside Caesar. She thinks a Caesar is like what you get at like the Olive Garden or uh, Applebee's, like that's that like creamy white dressing. And I was talking about how back in my day when they had covered wagons, the Caesar was like a special food. It wasn't something that they had at every restaurant. It was tableside. It came in a wooden bowl. And they, they were like mush anchovies in the side with Dijon mustard, Worcestershire, lemon, Parmesan, garlic, salt, pepper, olive oil, and like an amazing croutons. And it just came all zesty and more clear and coated versus that like creamy garbage you get in like a packet at Wendy's. So... I love Wendy's. I'd like to get a spokesperson deal from them. So sorry, Wendy's. I don't even know if you sell Caesar dressing. So sorry for fucking pissing you off. But anyway, I digress as usual. So we started talking about food and the iteration and how now like the Caesar is such a big deal. And then that brought me to realize that the kale Caesar, the kale Caesar was like Madonna in its day. And kale itself was like Madonna. And I always say I want to meet kale's publicist because also back in my day, kale was like this green curly garbage that came next to like a sweaty hot orange next to your eggs at Denny's. Like just some piece of like some cousin of fucking old school curly parsley. Kale wasn't like a rock star with a starring role. Kale wasn't something that like people massaged in kitchens in Provence to bring out a salad that was tender leafy greens to the taste. And kale didn't come in all iterations. Kale didn't come in like baby kale and wild kale and and like kale chips and shredded kale and you know braised kale sauteed kale kale was not what it is so that that brought me to think about kale's friends and other people that like other celebrity vegetables that came up because when i was growing up there was no arugula no the caesar salad or you had iceberg like a wedge or just like that house garden salad with red wine vinegar. Like it was like shredded carrots on that iceberg chopped up garbage. And it was like a red wine vinegar. And there is something good about it. It came in that little thin wood bowl also. But then mescaline was the fucking biggest deal ever. Mescaline came out. Balsamic vinaigrette came out together. They came out as like a couple. And it was like Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio. So everybody was doing that. I was never ultimately a big fan because that mescaline bag that then came in bags got soggy super fast. So I was not a big fan. Um, and even romaine on its own wasn't a big deal when we were growing up. Like may, romaine later came in its own, probably around the same time as as mescaline. Later, mescaline's agent brought in baby spinach. When I was growing up, we had spinach bags of unwieldy spinach. You could wash it; it would be sandy. You would you would you would you would saute it. You would steam it. But like spinach didn't have little lovely, delightful little leaves that you could make in your own little salad. It didn't have baby spinach. Didn't even have maxi spinach. You just had spinach. And now it's baby kale, whatever. So that was spinach. And then arugula came in. And they call it rocket in London. That was the first time I had it was in London because I think it was there before, which is weird because London used to not even have vegetables. But anyway, arugula became a really fucking big deal in the cold salad category. In the hot sides category, 
it always used to be broccoli and sauteed spinach and asparagus. Then in the modern day, in my day, Broccoli Rob was a big fucking coming up star. And Broccoli Rob still is, you know, it's a success story, but it's not what it used to be. So then, I don't know, was it five years ago? Somebody in a boardroom threw kale up in the fucking at the ceiling and just said, let's try to make kale popular. Some some genius, the kale society and kale came in with a fucking vengeance. Okay, kale came in was shredded kale chips, kale Caesar, massage kale, sauteed kale, braised kale, kale, everything. Kale was even in burgers. Kale was like chopped up with a paired with its other friend, butternut squash and some wild rice. And then they started fucking throwing cranberries and walnuts and almonds into salads. So that was kale. Then came, back in the day of Broccoli Rob was when brown rice became popular. White rice used to be the way you did rice. Brown rice then became like, it has to be brown rice. It has to be brown rice. You can't eat white pasta. It has to be whole wheat pasta. It has to be like not a white, it can't be a white uh, grain. And brown rice now is a fucking loser. Quinoa came in hot. The protein grain, quinoa came in, was like, move over, Kale. We're going to hang out with you. We're going to hang in the same posse. We're like Taylor Swift and Gigi Hadid. We're going to hang out together. Kale and quinoa became best friends, major Instagram following, huge deal. And as of more recently, Brussels sprouts. Brussels fucking sprouts. When I was growing up, Brussels sprouts was child abuse. Brussels sprouts and cauliflower, which is another popular one, it was abuse. It was like lima beans, which are waiting to make their debut. But Brussels sprouts now, pair them with bacon, shred them in a salad, add them with, with, with blue cheese and, and, and pecans and walnuts and like make, fry them. Asian restaurants, make them fucking so cool. Brussels sprouts are rock stars. And then my final vegetable that I'd like to talk about, which really has a very confused identity, cauliflower was literally, I mean, raw cauliflower was actually emotional and psychological and physical abuse when I was growing up. It was cauliflower. It's like if fart was a vegetable, that was what cauliflower was. So all of a sudden, cauliflower is pureed as mashed potatoes. It is food processed, and now we're pretending that it's rice. It, it, it comes in tots. It comes in, in gnocchi. It comes in um, hash browns. Like they make cauliflower into hash browns, and they try to make it into steak. I've been to a restaurant, they say cauliflower steak. Fuck off, okay? It, it's not even steak's long distant cousin that lives in another universe. Like, steak and cauliflower have nothing in common. If you rub steak all over cauliflower, it still has nothing to do with steak. It is a big piece of grilled cauliflower. It's fucking cauliflower, okay? It is Because you, you could cut it with a fork and a knife. I could probably cut dog shit with a fork and a knife too. It's not steak, okay? And... Cauliflower rice is not rice. Zucchini noodles are not, zucchini is not noodle, it's not pasta. It's long shreds of yellow or green vegetables drowned in sauce that, that doesn't even look like pasta. Taking long wavy ribbon noodles and mushing ricotta cheese in between them does not make that lasagna. So the fucking vegetable crisis is real, okay? That is a relief effort in and of itself. If lima beans come in next or succotash or okra or some other bullshit vegetable that is shit, then you'll know that kale has had its day. But I literally think every time I talk about these vegetables that their publicists are going to call me and that I'm going to be finished, that my career is over because I fucked with kale. <laughs> and I just don't think you can now. I think kale's got too much power. It's too much. It's like the kale dashians. I can't, you can't fuck with it. Because it's just got an army and it's, it's, it's just here to stay. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's gift finder will be a great guide for her something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. 
Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. My guest today is Kristen Chenoweth. It was like a year ago, maybe during the pandemic where I went, oh my God, I look like the lady getting out of the tub at The Shining. Right. I understand because <laughs> you're thin, but I know that look. You're like, hi, I look like there's something about Mary. I know. I got the whole thing. Believe me, we, we, we agree. So, so that's the physical part. And then, but so you're not that, you're not that vain. You just want to like try once in a while to like hit it out of the park. I want people to go, whoa, right then. I'll, once in a while. Just like, all right, she right. still looks pretty good. <laughs> got it. But it doesn't define you. You're not trying to be holding on and you're not. It never did not. because I was always little. No one took, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying no one took me seriously. Mm-hmm. I, 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 ne- I never led with my looks ever. I, I never did. I led with what I could offer musically. Well, that's a great thing to say to people because that's the thing. We're all going to get older. And if you have, if you focus on your brain and being, well, this woman said to me years ago, we were young, we we're in our 20s, New Year's Eve, I want to look like the hottest girl there tonight on New Year's Eve. I said, and why wouldn't you want to be the most interesting woman there? So just be interesting, stand out, use your personality. You know, we have humor. We have passion. For every hot for every hot girl, there's a guy sick and tired of fucking her is what they say. Meaning you cannot just rely on your looks. Do you remember the movie? I'm sorry, I'm going off thing. But do you remember the movie with Michael Douglas, Ann Archer, who was beautiful, and Glenn Close, who was also pretty? Fatal Attraction. It's it's like, why would you cheat on Ann Archer? What do you mean? Fisher Stevens. And and why would you cheat on Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> We're all going through the same stuff. So, you know, there's a lot that, go, that goes into it. Yeah, I couldn't believe that one. I saw him on Succession and I was like, wait, that's the man. Oh my God, Succession is so good. 
I know, but he's a wonderful actor, and I'm sorry, Fisher Stevens, and I hope you come on the podcast, and don't take it wrong, because you're lovely. We love you, Fisher. You made a mistake a long time ago. Don't worry about it. We we love you, Fisher. We're sorry. I don't want to be canceled for Fisher Stevens. It just, maybe it's not even true, but if it's true, one day, there is a person who's probably cheated on, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, and and that's that's scary. I've been cheated on. It doesn't feel good. Exactly. It's not all about look. So this may or may not be a relevant question, and we can finish after this because you may have answered it, but your rose and your thorn of your career. My rose is easy. It's my favorite relationship, and maybe this is why I'm in therapy, (laughs) is the relationship between the artist and the audience. I love it because if you listen as an artist, you can, they will tell you They will speak to you and tell you what they like and what they're responding to. And I also like to be in the audience to watch. I was at six last night. Go see it. I also saw Tina. Go see it. Um, My thorn is I have a disease and um, it's called Meniere's. And it is this, they're all cousins, epilepsy, vertigo, and migraine. And, um... Of all things to have as a performer, like things that trigger it are flashing lights. <laughs> so the night I won the Emmy, I, you know, and migraine. So I went to the hospital. Um, that's, oh my God. That's my thorn. That's my thorn. But it's worth it. A lot of people have crosses to bear. A lot of people have way worse crap than I do. Um, I deal with it with a low-salt diet. I sleep on an incline. I also have TMJ, so I have to sleep within mouth guard. No, I have a mouth guard, too. And you need to get the gummier one because I've been using the thin ones, and the gummier ones are more protective. I felt like I was getting... I, I didn't use it for a while. You don't know about this? No, everybody thinks that I've had, I've, I have not had plastic surgery and I will one day. I have not had any, except listen Botox. To this because okay, no, yeah, listen, I'm not, I have not had plastic surgery. I apologize to everybody that says that I disappoint them. I, I would tell you if I did, I have not had plastic surgery anywhere. People tell me, okay, but people think I had reconstructive facial pet plastic surgery because I had jowls because years and years, the dentist told me to get a night guard. I ignored them and it's building up a muscle. It's like a bicep curl. Botox in your jaw is what releases it. It started in Asia. You Botox and it releases the muscle and it made my, you can't do it in one day. It's like a gradual thing, but it made my face completely different because my whole life I've ground and my whole life I had this, these jowls, this, this jaw. And look at our jawline. I mean, we both have it. I get Botox too. There. Yeah. So just so everybody know that that's a serious thing and grinding is a serious thing. And wow, um, this was an incredible, incredible, incredible conversation. I'm so glad Jill introduced us. We met once before at a party, but now again, and I'm just so proud of you and I'm so happy that you're engaged and happy. And it sounds like you're you too. You deserve you're open it. to like, well, you too, but being like a work in progress, you're very honest about that. And I think that helps women. And you, we kept coming back to connection. I keep thinking of like connection spelled with a K for you as a book or as something, but you keep talking about your favorite thing in your life and your career and everything being about the connection. So I just think there's something there. So do you remember the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina scented candle? Can you believe I'm saying that out loud? Well, it sold out really quickly. So Gwyneth Paltrow, I remember her vagina, it had a, it was a vagina scented. So whose vagina, by the way, who's, I want to know who's, can we have Gwyneth Paltrow on here so I can ask her whose vagina was the candle modeled after and who were the vagina testers? Like who are the, who are the people, the women or men just doing all the vagina testing and mixing? Because it's like mixing a fragrance. Like I like this. It has a little bit of gardenia. It has a little bit of musk. It has a little bit of patchouli. It has a little. So I want to know like the 10 vaginas that got mixed into the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle. But I digress. And this candle blew up in someone's house. So I said, it's better than someone's vagina blowing up. What did the smell like all over the house? It's so that person has to move now? Does she get this Gwyneth have to buy that person a new home because that person's home smells like vagina everywhere? I just feel like vagina, from what I understand, there are people that won't be with certain people because they don't have a pleasant smelling vagina. So I just want to know 
whose vagina is it anyway? Um, but all, Gwyneth Paltrow, it's just amazing. Let's do the dick, dick smelling candle next. Penis, the penis candle. The ass candle, the tame candle, the crack candle, the balls candle, the after sex candle. I mean, I want to be Gwyneth Paltrow when I grow up, right? Just fucking do anything you want. I bet you that would all work. Like, all those candles just would just work. Oh, it's Gwyneth's vagina. Well, did she smell her own vagina? She does do yoga. She does work with Tracy Anderson. So maybe she's that, 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 um... That flexible that she smells her own vagina. But I will say something, and all you women know, your vagina doesn't smell the same every single day, okay? It doesn't smell the same every single day. It smells different after certain activities. It smells different uh, during that time of the month. And not your vagina doesn't smell the same all the time. And I don't, I bet, I, I bet a 50-year-old vagina, how old is Gwen? She's 48 years old. She's a middle-aged woman. And I'd like to know what a middle-aged, beautiful, blonde Actress slash empire owner's vagina smells like. So I'm going to have to get the candle. And then I'm going to have to smell Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina and, do, and see if they smell the same. Because has anyone tested that? Suzanne Summers was a spectacular interview. You have to play your own game and just be a good person, but you can't control what other people are thinking and doing, especially when you're thriving. You are uh, extremely astute, the secret sauce. I've never thought of it that way, but that is, it, it messed up the recipe. I 100%, I watched it, and I watched the other pretty, cute, dumb blonde come in, and it just wasn't the same. She was yeah. lovely, and she was fine, and that's happened, you know, in The Housewives, too, with different people. And I'm not, The Housewives is not Three's company. I'm just making parallels that I can actually right. relate to on a granular level. It just was what it was, but that was your moment in time. And had you focused more on everybody else being jealous and making them feel better, you probably wouldn't have succeeded. So then nobody's going to do well. So if you're at work and you're thriving, be a team player, be kind to other people, but run your own race. And Alan and I uh, were such a strong team. And he had, he's such a visionary. And he always sees everything many years down the road. I remember when I opened in Vegas and I had all the, you know, the 25-piece orchestra and the, the 12 dancers and the 10 costume change. And it was such a success. And I remember one night I came off stage and he said, I see a time when it'll just be you out there by yourself. And I thought, no, when and why? And now I mainly go out solo by myself. I if I'm, well, if your I'm, whole career seems like a solo act for sure. Yeah, I, if I'm doing my nightclub act, like I had a residency in Vegas two years ago and I loved it at the Westgate, I had um, my a piano, drums, bass, um, uh, two horns, and um, incredible sound and lights, and, and a 750 seat room, nice intimate room. I loved, loved it. But I remember one night being out there thinking, here I am all by myself just as Alan always said. But in the Three's Company days, I slash we saw Three's Company as a business bonanza. And I went to the producers and I said, you know, Chrissy Snow should be a Saturday morning animated cartoon. Wow. And then I went another time, I said, you know, Chrissy Snow wears these distinct clothes. We should do a line of clothing. Oh, wow. That's right. Wow. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur like you. And I remember this guy, Mickey Ross, got screamed at me. He said, this is not about business. It's about the show. And That's I thought, so crazy. what's called show business? <laughs> The Met Gala has evolved because if you look at pictures when they flash back and you see Donna Karen or um, Elizabeth Hurley or someone, they wore gowns, beautiful gowns. It wasn't so crazy until I remember, I think Rihanna broke through with all her like, like real costume institute moments. Um, so I'm thinking about this year's Met Gala and I'm thinking about... Um, the Kardashians and J-Lo and the way they present and the evolution of it. And in some ways, it's really become this competition. Like these, the, the fashion shows are always about the designers who design and what are they, who designs the best design 
for these models and muses. But there really isn't a show that is about who's wearing the best. We do that. We're sort of the court of public opinion judging who wore the best, who wore it best. But there's no show really saying it out loud. Like There are people with their opinions. This person won the night. This person looked terrible. But no one's sort of really saying, no, that person actually won. So this year, I thought that Kendall Jenner won. I thought she was spectacular, extraordinary. I thought that dress was elegant, but still a moment, like not safe, daring and sheer, but so because it pays homage to what the event really is. And then other people do these sort of clown suits, crazy things that everyone has to talk about and thinks are amazing because you sort of don't even know how to understand it. So the guy from Schitt's Creek, who I love, Daniel Levy, did this outfit that was outrageous, but I don't know that I liked it. It just was so crazy that you have to talk about it. Same thing with um, ASAP Rocky. He was wearing a blanket. Like it was a blanket of pom-poms that looked like someone's grandmother made it. Like how much did he pay for that? Because I get that it was a moment, but it was a giant blanket. I want to snuggle in that in my house. Was that not a blanket? It was a big blanket. So like, you know, we have to be reduced to the, that we don't understand. Because remember that conversation that Anna Wintour had in Devil Wears Prada about how Cerulean Blue is derivative of all these different moments. So we're, you know, if I could literally wear, uh, you know, a, a vintage telephone booth as a dress and, oh, well, yes, I mean, obviously I get it. Anybody who knows would get why you're wearing a vintage telephone booth. But I could just, it's sort of like art. You're just like fucking with people. But then someone like Rihanna, it's, it seems like you do get it because she was wearing that that beanie, that cap with diamonds. Like, you know that there was a whole narrative there. And I'm sure there was too for ASAP Rocky. They went together. There's a story. But sometimes it just seems like, let me wear something absurd and ridiculous that's expensive and get away with it. But I, you know, about fashion and about who gets invited to the Met Ball, like why does Khloe Kardashian and Courtney aren't A-list enough and they have 130 to 180 million followers. But Madison Beer, who wore a Dolce Gabbana dress that I literally have very similar one I wore 20 years ago to a Victoria's Secret fashion show that I bought at a sample sale. And she wore a pink version of that. So that wasn't very daring. And I don't think that she's really anyone in fashion, but she has a ton of TikTok followers. And so does Addison Rae, who someone said she borrowed a dress from Kourtney Kardashian. So she was invited because she's an influencer and younger. So I guess like Chloe and Courtney are in purgatory. They're right in the middle. They're definitely influencers, but they're older. So this year they wanted either icons or young influencers because I can't see how Addison Ray would be there and not Courtney. Um, and then Megan Fox is there. And isn't she more relevant now because she's in a relationship with someone that's very relevant? What didn't she sort of go away for a minute? So we all don't understand exactly what is why. And guess what? The HBIC, Anna Wintour, gets to decide whatever the fuck she wants. She could invite whoever she wants. She could invite Urkel. That brings me to the Kardashians. Uh, now Kendall Jenner is a super, Kendall Jenner is a supermodel. Kylie pushes the fashion envelope all the time. Um, but Kim in wearing that all black ensemble, which I said yesterday, they said that Kanye unfollowed her. And I believe that that's sort of some connected message to this, this costume. I, I just think that it's not unrelated. There's something that they're in on, but she said herself, she always wanted to be on the cover of Vogue. She's had, you know, this is goals for her. She wanted to be invited to the Met Ball. One, I think the first year she got invited because of Kanye. Then she got invited in her own right the next year. Kylie was invited. Chris is invited. Courtney and Chloe are not. That's got to bug them. They do everything the same and everything together. But that maybe probably makes the two sisters feel more elevated. And and But I have to say for Kim, she has committed to this life. Like, she 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 told a story. If this is supposed to be impact and theatrics and escapism, she accomplished that. Like I saw that black outfit on the stairs. Like I'm giving her full props for being disruptive, for saying I'm here and I can take chances and do it my own way and, you know, own the room. And, you know, a lot of people don't give them props. It always is given props, but, well, she's a billion dollars, bought the sex tape, or, well, whatever. Like, I'm just giving straight up props. It takes so much work. I, For me to go to that event, I, I would be planning for 11 months. I would figure out a way to rock it. I would make it my business. But, like, these girls, 
J-Lo had been at the Venice Film Festival with Ben Affleck in full regalia with diamonds everywhere. Uh, right before that, she was at the Dolce show looking like a like literal like brocade queen with the craziest costume. Like that, that was the costume, the Met Gala. That was crazy. Her outfit there was crazier than her costume at the Met Gala. Then she goes with Ben Affleck to Venice again, I think, for his film festival. Unless I'm mixing stories. No, I think she went back. I don't know. She was there for Dolce Gabbana. Then Ben had a thing and she went with him. Then she went to the VMAs. Then she went to the Met Gala in like that, like Indiana Jones outfit. Like, do you know how exhausting that is? That whole thing, dad alone. I mean, she's got kids. She's got a job. She's got a relationship. She's got a mother. She's got a house. She must, I mean, not that we're complaining. Nobody likes to hear like the rich complaining about being exhausted and she's not complaining. I'm just saying these people are committing to really just win to make a statement. And what do we all think of that? A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people think there are real things going on in the world, but that's escapism. You know, I'm the first one. I I deal with a lot of real things going on in the world, a lot of natural disasters, a lot of crazy stuff and people dying. But, you know, it's what it's escapism and people want to see something. And so they're putting on a show to entertain others, us on the other side in times of Stress. I mean, that's not their purpose. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not overstating. They're all, they all want attention. They want it. They love it. They want to win the night. I just think it's just an interesting conversation. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. Today, my guest is Jeffrey Katzenberg. I think the day Barry hired me, he saw someone who could go the whole distance and was going to make sure that I learned and had the experience that if I 
could succeed, I actually have been equipped, trained, learned how to actually do the job. I didn't get there because I got lucky and one something took off. Um, Fantastic. And so I've been, as I said, I've been blessed to have, you know, three of those in my career, people who were real, you know, real mentors for me. And they weren't just around work. I had an amazing mentor around philanthropy, which was Kirk Douglas, you know, and that's a whole nother story we can get into at some point, but going back on the work side of it, uh, I think the thing that I realized, and I was never articulate about it in my early years, but I did come to understand it later, um, which is, it, it really became sort of my, uh, uh, I don't know, what would you, you know, like my mission statement. It's real simple, it's two words, exceed expectations. And what I saw just is a, almost like Pavlov, right? Which is give me an assignment, and if I did it really well, the person I did it for rewarded me mm-hmm. by either giving me more, bigger, better, whatever those things were. And so that of get a challenge, and it didn't matter whether it was literally go downstairs and get coffee in Danish or you right. know, get a script into some person's hand or go sign somebody to do it that by exceeding expectations of my bosses, it actually produced a great outcome time and time and time again. And so I just kept trying to always do that. And then as I sort of got on a bit in my career, I started to realize that um, being in a consumer business, which is what I have been for my mostly, um, there's the reward there is exceed the expectation of your customer. So if you made a movie and people came to see the movie, it was better than they thought you had a smash. Wow. And the same thing was true of a TV show. And the same thing was true of a, you know, soundtrack for a movie or, you know, a stuffed animal, or I don't care, pick any of those things. If the quality of what you somebody received in return for, you know, uh, you know, paying for or subscribing or whatever it is, if the quality was more than they actually expected, they became loyal to you and loyal to your brand. And, um, you know, it just, it constantly became rewarding for me. And I then started to realize, well, okay, you know what, take that the next step. And um, I should, I'd like to try and exceed the expectations of the people that I work with, right? So not just the people I work for, mm-hmm. but actually people that I work with every day. Are there things that I can do so that things don't become rote? You know, staff meetings don't become the same all the time that, mm-hmm. you know, the repetition of those things, they lose their edge. And so I always think about, you know, how do I exceed the expectations of the people that I work with? I know Anastasia, and we've spoken about my relationship, her relationship, but you know, when you normally speak to someone getting your eyebrows done, you're not asking them like how you grew up, what was like in your household. It's just weird. So we're just getting such inside information that will give you this whole puzzle to figure out how to create your own success and forge your own path. We know each other for a thousand years, but but literally when we were both broke. Oh, completely. Were you broke? Like I was really broke. Were you broke, broke? I'm not that broke, but um, I was building the salon. I remember when I opened the salon in uh, on uh, Bedford Drive in 1997, and um, you came to me. And I wanted to have a little party. You came to me like you have to let me do your party because I'm so broke. I I need money, and I need to. We'll have some. Uh, cookies and some appetizer and drinks, but you need to to give me this party. Uh, you you are not party planner. 
And there were so many other of my clients that were in the business. I'm like, no, we, we, we need to give <laughs> Bethany um, the, the right <laughs> of first refusal because you, you needed to build your business. I mean, you were such a hustler. Stop. I swear. Oh, my God. But I knew you from the salon that was above Juan Juan salon. When was that? Yes, that was in 1992. It's when I moved to L.A. I literally was there from the beginning of your career and vice versa. You were. crazy. Yes, you were. You were the first one and among other people that helped me and supported me. And um, that's why I love you forever. I love you forever used to. Okay, so we're going to get to everything. But uh, Anastasia, I heard from somebody that she did great eyebrows, but there was not a thing as doing great eyebrows. Like that wasn't a thing. Now it's a thing. The pencils, the people, this was not a thing. So I was like, wait, I didn't even know that was a thing. Don't forget I was broke, but my friend Drew used to go there and Michelle and and I said, okay, I'm going to go. And you used to give me a deal. I don't remember. It probably was like $60 when we started out and used to give it to me for less. God only knows. But you would come out and your eyebrows would look different. Like you wouldn't even have known that you needed to deal with your eyebrows. And she was an eyebrow doctor, like fill it in, thin it out, let them grow. Then we'll do this. I mean, it was a whole thing. So, but you guys, this was literally a small, nothing off, like four walls and a table and her and her, you don't understand what this is. This, I have a success story, but not even close to what we're about to talk about. Like this is another level. This is another level, even from where I came from to where I am, from where you came from to where you are. We're talking about four walls and a woman and that's it. Did I forget any of your favorite clips? I'm going to take a little bit of me holiday time. So we will be back recording episodes in no time. Have a wonderful holiday. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.